seems that the major theme for today's readings is the urgency of responding to God's call, especially God's call to repentance. The urgency of responding to his will, because as St. Paul says, the, the world in its present form is passing away. The Lord is going to return. Now is the time to respond to God. I've been reading a great book um, to kind of help me in my, my prayer life. Uh, it's a, a new book by Dr. Edward Street, and it's entitled, When You Pray. And in one of the chapters, Dr. Street reflects on this theme, this, this theme of the call of God in our lives. And he reflects on how many Christians today, especially young adults in recent years, will talk a lot about feeling called or not feeling called to do X, Y, or Z. I feel God is calling me to end this relationship. I don't feel called to go on that retreat. Or I don't feel called to continue in that group. And the, the question um, that he poses is whether much of this I feel called or I don't feel called talk really has to do with a divine call from God or if it's more a way of sort of masking our own desires and fears or our likes and our dislikes. How much does I feel called or I don't feel called mean this is what I want and I'm going to pursue it no matter what? Or I don't really want to do this. <laughs> and so he goes into a few pieces of advice, which I think are very good, on discerning God's will. And we'll talk about how they sort of um, they relate to our readings today, in particular in the book of Jonah and our uh, gospel from Mark today. And the first principle, the first, uh, the first rule he gives is placing too much trust, too much trust on our feelings is not a wise way to discern God's will. To say, in other words, this is what makes me excited. This is my passion. This is my dream, and therefore, this must be what God wants for me. That can, be, that can be risky. Because you see how much emphasis this puts on myself. This is my passion. This is my dream. This is what makes me excited. This is what makes me feel, feel good. And I'm not, this is not to say, by any stretch, that we should ignore our desires. Not at all. Our, our desires, our emotions even, can be an important part of discerning God's will. There's an expression um, I learned from Dr. Bob Schutz. Behind every disordered desire is a holy desire that God put there. But that's exactly the point, is that we have to remember that we're fallen human beings. And so we, we can have disordered desires. We can have unhealthy attachments to things. 
And some dreams can distract us from responding to God's will. Look at Jonah, (laughs) the Israelite prophet. At first, he willfully denies God's express will for his life by sailing to Tarshish, which is in the exact opposite direction of Nineveh. His call to preach repentance to the Ninevites was one of the last things he felt like doing. Imagine if he had trusted entirely in his feelings. God couldn't really be calling me to do this. That's the last thing I want to do. Go preach a mission of repentance to Nineveh, one of Israel's greatest enemies. And while he shows resistance at first, great resistance, and runs the other way, of course we know eventually he made ready and went to Nineveh according to the Lord's bidding. But this ties in with another point of reflection Dr. Sri offers. Um, When discerning God's will, he says we often seek immediate, superficial peace instead of the deeper, lasting peace of God. It's true, I, I would argue, that we should have peace about our decisions when we're trying to seek God's will for our life. I've, I've often told seminarians uh, this in the past who, who are wrestling with whether or not to continue on in, in their seminary formation, to become priests. Maybe they had a rough semester. Maybe classes were hard. Maybe they had a difficult summer assignment. And I tell them, don't make a decision based on initial feelings of anxiety or initial, an initial lack of peace. Don't be like Jonah and run the other way at the very first inclination of, of trouble or unease. I believe that an interior peace should accompany our decision as we seek to do God's will. But look at the great heroes of the Bible. Jeremiah, the prophet. He was initially worried that he was too young to go preach repentance. Moses was initially afraid that he wasn't a good enough speaker. Mary, the mother of God, was greatly troubled at what the angel said to her. Imagine if each of these heroes of the Bible said no to God's call simply because they were afraid they would fail. That they weren't totally at peace at first. In today's gospel, imagine... The same thing. Uh, what, if, what if Simon and Andrew had said to Jesus, Ah, I'm not at peace with that. Leaving behind my, my career, my, you know, my father, um, in the case of John. You know, uh, imagine if they said, these fishermen had said, God would never want me to do that. Give up my, my whole career. That's a little extreme. How would we survive? But their response uh, to the Lord sets an example for us. That ultimately, nothing can take priority 
over obedience to God. But that, I would say this further point, this one last point. Obedience to God is not simply blind obedience. We know from the other Gospels. Mark, Mark's Gospel is a little bit, it's a little bit rapid fire. There's like, there's a lot of action, you know. There's not a whole lot of backstory. There's just action, you know, one scene to the next. But we know from the other Gospels that uh, there is more to, the, to Jesus' relationship with these, these fishermen. This was not the very first time that they had laid eyes on, on Christ by any means. They had been in dialogue with the Lord. They had been in a relationship with the Lord. There's nothing more urgent, I think, for us uh, as well than, than knowing God's will because we've been in dialogue with Him, we've been in relationship with Him, and then responding to His call. But we need to remain in dialogue with God, as the disciples were, as these first apostles were. I think sometimes, out of fear, we, we just want to cut off the conversation as quick as possible, or push issues to the side, because... It's too painful to face them. It's too scary. And so we find all kinds of ways to distract ourselves or sometimes to convince ourselves, you know, everything's fine. That's not a big deal. I don't need to change or I could never, I could never do that. Have you ever been there? What about you? When you sense something is not quite right in your life, or that God might be calling you to do something, or to give something up, to change, to tell someone you're sorry? How do you respond? Do you ask the Lord what He might be asking of you? Do you talk to God about it? Do you tell him what troubles you? Do you tell him what's on your mind, what's weighing on your heart? And ask him for the grace to, to respond to his will, even if it's very difficult. This takes humility. We need humility to recognize where we've been perhaps resisting God's will. Or how we've been reluctant to ask God what he thinks about this or that in our life. Whatever it is, wherever you need healing, wherever you need conversion in your life, don't be afraid to talk to God about it, to bring it to Him, to enter into that dialogue with Him in prayer, listening attentively for, for His perspective, for, for His invitation. Now is the time, the Lord says, this is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. 